Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. This episode is so much fun. I enjoyed every second of this podcast episode. Uh, Today, Bud and I keep things fun and light. We talk about favorite trail moments and race moments. Uh, We talk about what are the first things we're going to do as soon as restrictions are lifted and we can hit the trails uh, with no worries and no limits. Uh, We also talk about how we're occupying our time with some running, uh, which does include some Tiger King. Uh, We'll talk and and kind of give our opinions and also some challenges going around. I challenged Bud to a t-shirt handstand challenge, so we'll see if he comes through. So sit back, relax. We've got about an hour episode for you just to relax and cut up. I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. Hello, Lauren. How you doing? Hey, Bud. I'm good. I'm chilling. Just made All some right. banana bread, drinking okay. some beer. What do you What do you have there? Uh, I just have a blue moon. Pulled it out of the fridge while it's uh, baking banana bread. What this you got? This is a uh, a yellow Hutton and Smith the Igneous IPA. Mm. Oh, IPA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Local. So, uh, what what did you just uh, do this afternoon, Bud? Uh, Jennifer and I ran, well, I, we didn't run three miles. We ran like two and then walked, <laughs> walked one. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what we did. Okay. Around your hood or what? Around the hood. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was a total slacker today. Um, I have run just about every day of the week. Uh, except for today. So Mondays are a little crazy for me because I'm still teaching online. So it's my like prep day and I record lectures. And uh, I'm going to tell you something, bud. Uh, I just did the t-shirt challenge where you have to stand on your hands and put on a t-shirt. Okay. Am I, do I have to do that? Yeah, I tagged you. And so that, oh, that shit's a little bit hard. And I did a really tough workout All yesterday. Right. So I was already a little sore upper body wise. (laughs) And so I did this challenge today. And uh, after that, I was like, yeah, it's going to be a rest day. No running. So this is the first day I have not run in a while. Uh, And so, yeah, get to it, bud. Uh, You can see it on Facebook. I'll do it. Yeah, you got to do it. I don't have to wear a sports bra, do I? That's all I've seen. I think you should. I mean, I think you should. Hold on. I thought just just ladies were doing this. No, no, no. I've seen it, some buff dudes doing it, like making it look easy. I right. was grunting. I was huffing and puffing. Man, my upper body is sore from work. I did kettlebells yesterday and push-ups. Mm. I was sore. And so I got in that handstand, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. But I did it. I did it. Uh, so right. now it's your turn. The MILF maids all did it. Uh, well, we're still waiting on Rachel, but Hope and Amanda did it, posted videos. Uh, so, it, yeah, you're on, bud. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, during an apocalypse or pandemic, these are not the skills I thought I'd be acquiring. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. 
But I will be back to running tomorrow, so I took the day off today. Yeah, I saw a, a zombie movie on Netflix, and it did not have the same impact that it normally would on me. I, it was actually <laughs> certain aspects of it were more terrifying, and then other aspects of it was like what we're experiencing now. And so... <laughs> uh yeah you know there's been much more talk about toilet paper there's been much more banana bread making handstand mm-hmm. shirt putting on than i thought there'd be uh during an apocalypse so it's definitely well, a little different <laughs> you can you can get creative okay so anything can be toilet paper I mean, hey, trail runners, hikers like us, we know what's up. You don't need no stinking toilet paper. Come on. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on. Oh, so yeah. So, uh, you know, tonight we'll just chit chat. I thought uh, we can talk about some things going on in our world right now. Funny things. And okay. I would I would like to talk about maybe some favorite race memories or trail memories. And then, like, let's list the things we're going to do immediately when all restrictions are lifted and the fear is gone and all that craziness. The very first things we're going to do to get back out there. Okay. Okay. How's that sound? Okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing. What are you doing, bud? At the stroke of midnight tomorrow, I believe the state parks are open. Is that correct? Well, you know, they were supposed to open tomorrow, the 14th. Uh, no, the 15th. They're closed okay, on the 14th. Okay, the 15th. I'm sorry. So they were supposed to open the 15th, but the governor today of Tennessee uh, did oh, extend God. our shelter in place till Is April he... 30th. So I don't know. Now, I don't know if that if the, the parks will follow suit. You know, I don't know if they're going to also extend that. I have oh, not man. heard. So I had... just, you know... I had a premonition about that. I had some discussions with people today, and I knew they were going to wait to the last minute to break my heart. I knew. Well, it. I don't. And the parks may reopen on the fifteenth. I do okay. not. As of as of this is Monday night, the mm. what thirteenth. I yeah. have not heard. Uh, I will talk to Hope, uh, my friend. Her husband's a Tennessee park ranger. Yeah. Uh, they might have some insight. But as far as I know, I haven't heard an official statement for other, you know, parks and natural areas. Uh, so we'll see what tomorrow holds. Um, okay. But yeah, so sorry to burst your bubble, bud. Uh, <laughs> I can I run know. the roads. I can run I know. the neighborhood sidewalk. It's no big uh, deal. Yeah, I know. I tell you, it's getting to me. Um, but yeah, so I officially yesterday, officially, 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 uh had to defer my big trip I had planned this summer. I was going on a mountaineering trip. It was going to be my first uh, climbing of a mountain that was glaciated. I was going to climb oh, wow. Mount Baker out in Washington State. Uh, my husband and I were going to summit together and, and do a climb there uh, and, and learn some new mountaineering skills. And so I officially have deferred that trip to June, 2021, which broke my heart. Mm. Uh, that has been something I've been kind of waiting to do for a very long time. So officially deferred. Um, yeah. So I consoled myself with Easter candy and a workout and, uh, yeah. (laughs) So that's from your kids. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Hey, when you, when you are the Easter bunny, you yeah. get to eat whatever the hell you want, right? Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So I officially deferred that. So I've got a whole another year to think and dream about that. Um, 
But when things open up, you know what? The, the, one of the first things I'm going to do, I'm going to do the first half of Scar, the mm-hmm. Smokies Challenge Adventure Run. Like those first 30 miles we did, bud, that's going to be on my to-do list, I believe. Is that, is that open to me? Yes, bud, of course. And I think Jim's <laughs> going to come along. We'll get someone to shuttle us. Okay. Um, absolutely. Because my, uh, I think since the last time we've recorded a podcast, my 50 miler in May has also been canceled. Uh, the Dark Sky 50 put on by Nashville Running Company. They had to go ahead and pull the plug. Uh, so <clears throat> I am just itching to get some endurance things on the trail uh, so, yeah, as soon as we can, bud, as soon as we kind of get the clear to, to get on the AT, I say we're going to we're going to do it. So that's going to be one of my first things to do. Hey, let me ask you this, because um, I've done a little bit of exploring lately and I've noticed there's a crap ton of animals out. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I found in my backwoods, actually, a fox den, and I've seen a lot of fox lately, but yeah, Yeah. I have seen reports of in big cities, like wildlife uh, roaming around uh, places where wildlife is kind of taking Uh back some of their habitat. Yeah, I've seen that. So I've seen a lot of uh, turkeys, deer, um, I've seen one fox, and what I was curious about, excuse me, we're drinking this beer. But uh, there was a lady in Florida that got bit by a shark. Oh. And I don't know if all the beaches are closed, but I've heard reports that sharks are all the way in the surf right now. Because oh, wow. there's no one out there to disturb what they're doing. Yeah, and so I've heard that it's been really good. And I think there's places in Mexico on the beach where the sea turtles um, are just able to go right now where they normally they're crowded out with people. And yeah. so the sea, the sea turtles are going up on the beach and doing their little egg business or whatever they do and then going back to the ocean. And yeah. so that's supposedly like really good for their populations. But I was curious about, um, you know, the trails. Hopefully people aren't sneaking out there right now. But so they're they're shut down. But wouldn't the wildlife be out there like wild boars and everything? No one's scared anymore. Yeah, none they're the, not. None disturbed. of the animals are scared. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, you know. Um, I've always been a bit of a dirtbag, a a bleeding heart, earth hippie. And, you know, if there's anything good to come out of a global pandemic, it's seeing the earth be able to pause and breathe, to see the pollution rates plummet, to see the wildlife uh, flourish and kind of have a moment. uh, To just see the effects that are so quick. Like when we hit the pause button on society, the trickling and turning into a waterfall effect uh, that this has had on the environment and wildlife is staggering. Like, look how quickly things have recovered from what man Mm -hmm. has done. And so there is a part of me that thinks, man, going forward, I think we can learn a lot from what has just happened in these last few months. I mean, truly, as a global community, I, I would hate to go back to normal in the sense of not taking into um, account what we've witnessed in the, in thing, you know, the environment and the wildlife. Um, and so I, I think that's my biggest hope out of all of this yeah. is that we, we see that this big pause, what we were able to, 
allow the earth to do and that we are affecting things in the environment and in wildlife and look how easily we could, you know, hit the pause button perhaps. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that works with getting society back to normal, but there's a part of me that doesn't want us to all just head first run back to normalcy and forget uh, the positive aspects of hitting pause, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised to get back on the trail and find, you know, little birds nests and stuff right in the middle of foot traffic, or there could be something that normally wouldn't be there because people would normally be disturbing it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, There is a part of me that is sad. I mean, obviously, the other things that come with pandemic, the, you know, economy, the loss of life, everything, that it's terrible, it's tragic. But looking at the positives, I just think, how can we incorporate what we've seen? How can we carry that forward and just um, be mindful and... I don't know, new policies, new outlooks, new ways of doing things um, based on the things that have happened, you know, while we hit pause. And so, I don't know, I've been really kind of tore up inside thinking about it. Like when things do jump back to normal and those pollution rates skyrocket again and the wildlife disturbed again, uh, there is a little bit of sadness thinking about that. And I don't, I don't have the answers. I don't know how to make it all work. Um, But yeah, it's definitely caused me to pause and think a lot lately about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, me too. But I, I do kind of look forward to getting back out on the trail. Oh, uh, uh, me too. Me too. It's definitely so, something that helps me, you know, mentally to just yeah. decompress, you know. So, bud, what's the what's the first trail you're going to hit when everything opens back up? Like, what's your, your big thing you want to do just to get out there on the trail what is it i'll probably do sections of the cumberland trail that are here in saudi daisy mm-hmm. stuff stuff that is close by home that yeah you know right in my backyard almost and uh, you know there's uh there's places that are way too frequented by tourist type people and i'm, I'm going to stay to things that most tourists and even most trail runners don't go to because it's super aggressive. It's not the best running conditions. And so I, you know, I don't run my whole run. I I run some of it and then I power hike the rest. Mm -hmm. And so it suits my running style. Yeah, I I agree. I've already kind of thought like, man, things are going to be so flooded. And I've already got some places in mind uh, that are off the beaten track and kind of in the backwoods that I, I can't wait to hit. Um, and yeah, just, you know, letting everybody breathe and find some space on the trail. But I agree. I'll be, I'll be going out a little further maybe than I normally would. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I agree. I mean, the psychological aspect, I mean, obviously we're, we're trail and ultra runners, fast packers, hikers who are used to spending, uh, enormous times on the trail, enormous, you know, amount of hours. And so I even, you know, I think to myself, in a normal week before all of this pandemic, uh, you know, it was on average, I was out on a trail alone 10 to 12 hours a week. And I know that might not sound like a lot, but it really is um, mm-hmm. when it's a routine. And that's, you know, that's weekly. 
And so it has greatly affected me uh, mentally and emotionally. And so, yeah, I agree. I can't wait to get back out there um, counting down the, yeah. <laughs> the days. Because I feel like for myself, and I, I've heard people say this, um, you know, they, they say running is therapy, and I believe it's therapeutic. It doesn't take the place of therapy. If so, if someone has a real mental disorder or or a mental condition, they they need real therapy. Yes. But what running can do is help de-stress you and help your anxiety mm-hmm. levels drop. Absolutely, um, it h- helps you rebalance yourself. And for me, what I would find is, even though I I thought when I would go to the trail and start exercising, I I would go with the expectation that. I'm going to resolve my problems and go through them. But what actually would happen is I would leave them behind. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're kind of at the point where the burdens you're carrying, you really don't have to carry them all the time. You just need to drop them. And yeah. we, we worry and we carry too many things that are stressors. And that was one way for me to just dump all that stuff behind, just leave it behind. Yeah. And I've seen, um, how would you say it? Uh, it's it's a common trend in like martial arts movies and stuff where there'll be some, you know, master guy or whatever, and he goes up on some mountain to reach enlightenment or something, and, mm-hmm. and everyone else is 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 wondering, you know, what did he do to reach enlightenment? <laughs> what what was his secret? It seems like nothing stresses him, and he really didn't solve all the world's problems. He really didn't get any answers for anything. All you do by going and spending time in nature and by yourself is leaving all that other shit behind. Mm -hmm. And so this guy basically did not solve all the problems. He basically (laughs) realized that, you know, leave it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Exactly. And uh, yeah, you know, my family and I, we camp a lot. That's part of our lifestyle. So usually spring and summer and fall, that's camping season. I mean, we do camp in winter, but Right now it's kind of prime and uh, yeah, I'm just, we're all missing that. And um, so I can't wait to get to that as well, because I feel like just going even into the backcountry and camping, uh, it kind of has the same effect. It's like, you're just leaving everything behind. And so again, it's like that, that just leaving everything behind, taking a pause, being in nature. Um, So yeah, I feel like we're just really going to take good advantage of that when the time comes, um, whenever that is. And so, yeah, there's just so many things. Um, and you know, I mean, we're just an outdoor family, basically everything we do is outdoors. And so it has changed our dynamics, you know, in a huge, huge way. Um, so yeah, we're making the best of it and I cannot wait. And, oh, I've got news, bud. Are you ready for the news? Give me the news. So, uh, Jim and I have been discussing and searching for a long time and planning and plotting, and we have finally found uh, the van. We're going to create an adventure Good. van. Yep. Good. And so, uh, we've, we've kind of had some things fall through, but we finally have found the van that we want to build into our, you know, it's like a huge 15-passenger van that we will convert to a traveling adventure van that we can camp in and and all that good stuff. Uh, So that's going down. Uh, That'll give us a project to work on and kind of, you know, have something to look forward to using. Um, So, yeah, so we're excited about that, and we're just raring and ready (laughs) for everything to go back to normal. 
so to speak. So yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Surely I get some of the benefit. Of yes, that. but <laughs> I, you know, I'm already like all the ultras and everything <laughs> like adventure van. And so it is black. It's a black van and I've already picked out the name. It's going to be the black sheep because I kind of feel like, uh, in most areas of my life, I'm the black sheep, but <laughs> we're the black sheep. All right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's going to be the ultra van so we can hop in. I'll pick you up. Uh, and we'll go on some adventures. Hey, maybe by the time we do the first half of Scar, we'll have it, you know, waiting for us at the end. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, I think during this time, having things to look forward to is so important. I've seen a lot of people lately who race a lot and just getting really depressed mm-hmm. and saying, why bother training? Why bother running? You know, there's nothing to train for. Everything's canceled. But I think you have to reach further out into, you know, the even further next year. Uh, and you have to realize that things will eventually pan back out to n- some kind of normalcy. And you've got to plan and hope for the future. And I've seen so many people just kind of want to throw in the towel. And I'm like, no. Even if it's a year from now that things feel like they're back to normal, maybe, uh, you know, don't give up on that. I don't know. So I don't know, but have you yeah. had trouble feeling that way? Have you like having to run roads and that doesn't really depress me a whole lot. Um, the only thing that has me down right now is just my local trails being closed in yeah. the state park where there is virtually zero traffic. You know, yeah, yeah. the ones that need to close are where <laughs> hundreds of people right. congregate and they right. have cookouts and stuff. Yeah. But uh, those those cookouts are what I'm eager to get back to. I'd really I like know. to have one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So We're going to get together and have a big party or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have um, some some new family in my life. So I, I have uh, a wonderful new stepmother. And, oh, that's and right. so. uh my stepsister and her family and I, I checked on them the other day and we we haven't been a family more than a couple months and we yeah. haven't had an opportunity to do anything yet oh, and yeah. it's like we we should be taking the opportunity of this first you know warm weekend we've had and we should be cooking out at the lake or doing something mm-hmm. and, yeah. and we can't you know yeah. and so that that's kind of a bummer and then uh I've got on my dad's side of the family, I have um, some relatives who do this huge family reunion mm. and I want to go do that. And, you know, yeah. it's sometime in July, August, but who knows if it's happening? I uh, know. I know. Yeah. There's just so much that everyone's missing out on. And so again, I think like planning further out and just keeping your eye on that long distant uh, goals, those long distant gatherings is really a way to stay positive. I know for myself that I, I, I have to have that. Um, you know, I just have to have things to look forward to, um, especially during times like this. And so, I, you know, it's hard. It's hard and affects people different ways. Um, but so if you're out there and, you know, racing is your life, I wouldn't say racing is my life. I like to throw in races with self-supported adventures. Uh, but if it is, you know, just hold on, like use the pause. It's okay to kind of be depressed about it, but set your sights on longer, you know, far away goals. Right. And also the ones that you can accomplish right now. So yeah, um, you, 
on our last conversation, you had completed the Yeti 24 hour um, yes. ultra. Uh -huh. And and since you did that, and I'm sure that you inspired some of our friends to do that very uh -huh. same thing. And so I've, I've noticed that a lot of people have been doing that yeah, in the last week or so. It, it's incredible. And so those type of events, I think they need to continue. Yeah, so, I do too. So I don't, I don't know if this Yeti 24 hour one, um, is there an expiration on it? Does it keep going? Uh, I think it's just through the end of the month, you know, officially like any day in April, but I mean, mm -hmm. Hey, you could do your own. Um, I'm sure you could still sign up and talk to Jason, but yeah, I do. You know, it's not something I would normally do like run five miles every four hours, you know, around mm -hmm. the neighborhood. Uh, but in times like these, it was such a fun challenge because it is totally not something I would normally do. Yeah. I would not give my time and energy to something like that. It would seem a little, I don't know, you know, different than what I enjoy. Um, but given the circumstances, it was such a fun challenge. And I've seen so many people complete it since I have. Um, and they've had a ton of fun and I, yeah, I think they, they're just great. And I even saw uh, Sean, the rum bum, was already kind of doing what I said, goal planning for when this is over. Did you see that he was thinking about a mini GDR, a little 30-mile Georgia serious? death race? I'm oh. in. I'm, like, in on that. Uh, and then a 50K possibly at the end of August if things allow uh, just throwing in some different options for people to mm -hmm. jump in and do some races. But yeah, I was like, that's great. Like, that's what we need right now. We need people who are like, look, okay, let's throw in some things that are a little, you know, not, not the norm, uh, yeah. not things we normally do, but let's add in some things that are fun, that are different, that we might not do again, just to get people excited. And I saw that and I was like, yes, I am totally down. Yeah. Um, so that, those kinds of things, those are fun, you know? Cause and like so, a, a mini, a mini Georgia death race is yeah. more within my grasp. You know? <laughs> Me too, right? I could take my vengeance on, yeah. you know, my Georgia death race, death race, uh, DNF. Yes. Uh, so just those kinds of things are fun. And so find something plan something for the future, um, you know, be flexible. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I was absolutely heartbroken. Uh, you know, it's really hard for me to travel. I have three children. Uh, two of them have really significant special needs. We can't get a babysitter. We can't just leave kids with grandparents and take off and travel. Uh, it's a big deal. Traveling's a big deal. Planning an event is a big deal. And so this was a big deal for us to be able to mm -hmm. travel somewhere and do a mountaineering trip. It took a lot of planning and a lot of help. Um, and so for something like that to get canceled was, it's not just like, oh, darn, a trip. is. It was kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity for us, but we're going to defer. Uh, and it, I'm sure it will work out and be fine. And if not, that's life. Um, and so I, you just, yeah, you, you just kind of have to roll with it. And I've seen so many people just in this last week where things are really getting to them understandably. Um, and I just want to be just hold on, you know, just start making goals, make, you know, planning trips for the future, planning runs, mm -hmm. just write it down if you have to, you know, um, I don't know. It's so tough. So tough. Yeah. I need to. You know, travel is like in my blood and like right now I'm getting the itch and maybe mm -hmm. it's cab cabin fever, but <laughs> yeah. I really want to travel. And 
I haven't had an opportunity to travel very much lately. Yeah. And, you know, now we're locked down and travel is scary, but, you know, I want to renew my passport. I want to mm-hmm. get that sucker stamped up in the future and, and mm-hmm. go a lot of places and, yeah. you know, do, do the type of traveling that, you know, is off the beaten path where, yeah. you know, there are no tourists, you know, yeah. you're a, you're a dirtbag tourist, you know, you're going know. somewhere, going somewhere to, um, you know, uh, climb up a, a, a mountain trail with a llama behind you, you know, <laughs> carrying uh, stuff. And, but it just reminded me last night, I watched this new little documentary. It's called the hundred miler and it follows like oh. three Australian, uh, ultra runners who are, are competing to do their first 100 miler. So they get UTMB points for those yeah. not in the ultra world. That's the ultra trail Mont Blanc. Uh, which is like the Super Bowl of trail running in Chamonix. It goes to the Alps and Italy and Switzerland. And it was just a 30-minute little documentary. It was great. But like seeing Chamonix and the trail and the Alps, I was like, oh, like talk about getting the itch to travel. I'm dying to go to Chamonix and do like a self-supported fast packing on the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. Uh, you know, I'm dying to go to Scotland and run the Highlands. I'm dying to do all of these things. Um, And so I know I feel the same way. I need to renew my passport. I haven't been doing any international traveling in like eight years or so. Um, And so, yeah, I think now is a good time to plan. Like, let's plan it. (laughs) Let's save money. (laughs) Let's figure out how we're going to do it, you know. I'm certain my passport has already expired. Mine so, did this past just yeah. a few months ago. I didn't even renew yeah. it. I know I've got to. I know. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I've learned. You're talking about traveling like a dirt bag. I am all about that. Like, I don't, I'm not going to some resort to get pampered and sit by the pool. Like, I'm going to have an adventure and you know me. Um, but yeah, it's funny because. I, you know, I, I like makeup and like, I like making myself pretty, but deep down at my core, I am such a dirt bag. Like I don't get my nails done. Uh, I don't usually wear makeup. I don't, you know, I don't do any of that stuff. I maybe shave a couple times a week. I just go in the woods, Harry. <laughs> like I am so low maintenance in that regard, uh, that, you know, this, you know, it's not a big deal for me being stuck in quarantine. I'm just such a dirtbag. And so I have to say that that has its advantages. I don't mind being dirty and out in the woods for days on end. Um, and so it's funny because I see other people who are like dying to get, you know, primed and primed and I'm like, "Eh, yeah, whatever. I just give me my trails. I just want to like bury my toes in the mud and roll around in the moss. That's what I want. But yeah, we just, we got to set some goals, bud. We got to start planning mm-hmm. uh, some adventure runs and some travel, even if it's just local travel, you know, um, it's time. It's time to do it, to plan. Yeah. You know, a thought came in my head when you were talking about the uh, the environment recovering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that they've closed off sections of the Smokies and everything and yeah. sections of the Appalachian Trail. And when we were doing SCAR, there's one thing I noticed that was like a major pet peeve of mine. And I don't know if it can be fixed. It's up to people to fix it, mm-hmm. you know, each individual. But it was like the rules for going to the bathroom in the woods. Oh, with, yeah. With a shovel, dig a cat hole, do something. Yeah. You found 
evidence where people were not doing that. They oh, were yeah. just they were just making a community, you know, field somewhere near the mm-hmm. shelter. Yeah. No one was digging cat holes. And it yeah. was like, guys, that's like the number one thing they teach you in the army is dig yeah. a cat hole. Because <laughs> and that I'm serious. I swear yeah. to God. The, you know, half the damn, you know, Rommel's army nearly died because they it wasn't because Patton was that much stronger than him. These bastards were had flies on their food because they were shitting on the dirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like they weren't burying it. Yeah. And so that that's it's Ugh. a lesson from history. So I'm yeah. just like, surely the animals are coming back, but there's less damn people littering, you know, yeah. <laughs> people litter in the well, middle of the and- woods. You know, I've heard, I just heard something recently, you know, talking about how basically humans have just decimated and completely trashed Mount Everest. I heard there's something like tons of human waste, like, you know, bathroom waste on Mount Everest alone. I'm like, oh. (laughs) They probably can't bury it pack it out or bury it. Oh, it's just like the thought of actual tons of human excrement on Mount Everest. Like, what? Why do we ruin everything? Why do humans? <laughs> why? Like this is why we so, can't have anything nice. That, so that was one <laughs> of my one of my daydreams was you know one day I'm going to go to base camp, and yeah, I'm, I'm, me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Everest base camp. I'm not going up the damn thing. There you know what? <laughs> but I, I want to go up there and watch some guys do that, you know. Yeah. And I want to hang out, campfire, and you know hang out with the Sherpas or whatever you're supposed to do, <laughs> go to tea houses in Nepal. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to do that. And what are those trails? What do they call that trek through there? There's the, it's the Annapurna trek. That's correct. I think. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do that myself and it goes along some little villages and, and around through the, yeah, it's a high, you know, through some passes and, and things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, on the bucket list, you know. <laughs> I just add it to everything else. I know, but it's like right now, I would settle for walking on the Cumberland Plateau. I'm <laughs> I ready. Know, I know. Uh, I hear you. I know. Uh, so, Bud, let's shift gears a minute because we're dying okay. to be on the trails. Let's think about some memories. Uh, all right. Can you, and I'm putting you on the spot, Go what ahead. is like of all time... Uh, let's go with races, maybe races, and then we'll talk about non-race trails. Um, your number one moment during a race that was like just something you'll never forget or the best or the funniest. I don't know. Do you have like a number one moment on the trails, like during a race? So the, the number one moment for me, uh, and this is almost like a spiritual thing, but it was not on a trail. It was during my first full Ironman. Mm. And I was on the bike and it was, uh, I was headed back into Chattanooga on the bike. And so on the, on the full Ironman in Chattanooga, you, you leave out of town for about three or four miles and then you do two big loops and, um, mm. uh, they're, they're really long. You do it twice and then you come back into town. And so on that way back in, I thought I only had like 10 minutes to spare. You know, uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't know how much time I had. I, I had, in fact, closer to an hour, but I didn't know. I wasn't yeah. really paying attention. And uh, when I was coming in, I was thinking to myself, you know, 
I just want the opportunity. If I just, if I could just have 30 seconds to spare when I come in, you know, I'll be able to make it. And it was like all these hopes and ambitions and praying. And I was like at the point where, uh, it was, it was that race to me was like a goal I had set for myself when my mom had passed. Mm. And, and I knew I wanted to complete a full Ironman and, yeah, I didn't know how soon I would be able to build up and do that. And it was a lot sooner than I, than I thought. So I was actually, I was doing that race, um, a year before I thought I was supposed to do it. You know, I just had built up to the point where I thought I could. And so I did. And when I, when I came in to the, to the bike dock, the a dude grabs my bike, he's going to put it on the rack for me. And I'm like, Oh my God, how much time do I have? Did I miss it? Did I miss it? And he's telling me I had like, you know, 45, 50 minutes or something. And I was like, wow, I (laughs) I had a lot of time. And so I was able to, you know, change out of my bike gear and get into my running gear real quick. But that moment on the bike, those last 10 minutes of desperation Mm. where I was pushing as hard as I could, you know, the the whole time on the bike, I'm only averaging like 14, 15 miles an hour. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And the last, the last 10 or 15 minutes, I'm averaging like 18, 19, 20 miles an hour coming back in. It was, it was a big deal and it was, it was really emotional, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you and I were on the trail, uh, doing a, a training run. I don't remember what we were doing, but it was that time that the sun kind of shined down on us. It was like that Moses moment for me. I don't know why mm-hmm. everything, why everything <laughs> seems all spiritual, but it, it just felt like that uh-huh. but when we were a couple weeks later, we were doing, um, uh, the Caney fork. Uh huh. And I swear it was like two minutes before we got attacked by yellow jackets, but <laughs> I was having that moment where occasionally yeah. I ask you this when we're on the trail, because I, I lapse into this, not a regression, but just another state of mind or perception. And I feel like when we're running, I feel like the rest of the world is gone. And it's just us on the trail. And I feel like, is this, is this what life is? And is Mm -hmm. everything else just a shadow or just, it's like when you don't know if you're awake or asleep, which one is correct. And I'm like, is my life about trail running and everything else is kind of in between my runs, you know, and not, not that I don't love my work and my family and everything else. And, and not that I don't love to just hang out and not run mm. you know I love doing yeah. everything I love life but it feels like is is my mission in life to run and yeah. and I was having that spiritual out-of-body experience and then wham you know we're getting hit by, <laughs> and we're mother getting nature's like oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of like really back in, has done. yeah no uh, I agree because it was it was something about that morning it was so peaceful on the trail that morning of the Caney yeah. Fork Ultra and it did I felt so good it was almost like a meditative run on that trail and then yeah of course the yellow jacket stepped in but um yeah I kind of felt that too actually I don't know what it was um, but yeah, totally. I mean, moments like that all, all the time. I think for, for me, oh man, the, one of the moments, I guess I will never forget, uh, was my first ultra coming across the finish line. I was like almost DFL. I had like a couple of minutes to spare. It was the, um, stump jump 50 K in Chattanooga mm. for those in the running world, probably know of that race. Um, it was my first ultra, my first 50 K. 
uh, never ran even a marathon before that. And it's a pretty hard one. Uh, it's a mountain running, you know, you start on Signal Mountain, go down, go up into Prentice Cooper. And anyways, um, I had sprained my ankle a couple of weeks before and didn't think I was going to get to run, but I ran anyways. And uh, it was so hard. And I, I did not understand the mentality and the just sheer mental will that mm -hmm. goes into endurance events at that point, because it was my first and of course, um, hitting the wall and going through all those emotions. Um, and so when I, when I finally crossed the finish line with like, like you said, I just had minutes yeah. to spare and I was in desperation because I'd gone all day. I was 10 hours into this trail. Uh, and I, I wanted to officially finish it was my first ultra and, um, I did, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, I really like, I had tears. I'm not a crier. If y'all know me, I'm not like a, one of someone who cries all the time. Uh, I had tears well up in my eyes as I approached that finish line, even though there's like nobody there. Um, you know, they were taking down all this stuff <laughs> Yeah. and, uh, I just, it was so emotional. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that, Lauren. Like, I was so proud of myself. Um, it was so hard. It was so emotional. And I just was in disbelief that I did it. Uh, and there was born my love of ultra running and trail endurance. Um, but, yeah, I will never forget that moment, like the way it felt, uh, that first moment. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably my most, I mean, I've had a lot of memorable moments as yeah. you have too, I know. And, uh, but that one sticks out and then, uh, you know, non race would have to be just like moments on scar. I mean, so many, there's like so many, I don't know if I could pick like, uh, you know, I don't know. There's so many. Um, so it would be well, hard for me to pick. You remember when we were coming down black mountain this last time uh -huh. and of course, I had just like a well of tears coming down. I remember that, but, yes. <laughs> but, but that whole weekend experience for me, um, I, th I think the only way I can put it into words is like I had all the people I love under one roof that night. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, that was so fun. <laughs> and it, it was a different feeling. And I felt yeah. like, um, you know, my grandfather or my uncle, I would, I would, they would try and express that to me sometimes when we would have mm -hmm. like the whole family together. And it was yeah. like, it, it would be like, my God, we're crowded. You know, there's like four or five families in here. We're all crowded in a yeah. little cabin or a little house or something, but it was the, the most peaceful sleep that you could ever have in your life. Mm -hmm. it, even though there was kids being rowdy and stuff till, <laughs> yeah. till late at night. But once they, that everyone settled down, it was just like, man, you, you had, you had your whole tribe under one roof mm -hmm. and, oh, I and agree. You, you knew everyone was safe. Mm -hmm. And it was like the only time that, you know, the old chieftain or whatever could sleep, you know, that's what <laughs> it felt like. There. Yeah, yeah. That was super fun. And I want to do more of that in the future. I cannot wait to do more of that. Um, and I got the adventure van coming <laughs> so that we can all cram in uh, to one place. But yeah, I'm so looking forward to doing that kind of stuff again. And uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, yeah, we, man, we certainly will. So, bud, I got to ask yeah. you a question that's Go not trail-related because, All you know, right. this conversation can't go on forever. I is got it to know. embarrassing? What? It's not embarrassing. No, not really. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's hot topic, current topics. 
I gotta God. know, have you watched all of the Tiger King? You know I did. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> and I, and even episodes where Jennifer fell asleep. Yeah. I rewatched them. Did you? She, did you see the new probably, special? Where they followed uh, up with Summit? They just came no, out yesterday. I, knew, I watched it. I knew I it was w- coming out. I need to watch it. And eighth they episode. just follow now, up. tell me, they're not... <laughs> They're not taking back anything they said, are they? No, because they smeared people, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, he just uh, they interviewed willing participants. Not all of them came back to talk, but they just kind of they asked them some funny questions and like Mm -hmm. if they were uh, offended by how they were portrayed. So it was very insightful. I enjoyed the little thing. I I will say it unabashedly. I watched Tiger King and I loved every freaking batshit crazy train wreck moment (laughs) i did too (laughs) i mean you know uh if if anything you know sometimes i i joke and say that my life is kind of it's a little chaotic and crazy and i feel like my life is a zoo sometimes of and uh but i i realize that no lauren you have a lot of work to do (laughs) if you want to like make your life crazy like there are people legitimately out in the world with some pretty crazy lives um, so it was fun. It's a good distraction. Uh, you know, I mean, the poor animals. Yes, I feel like if anything, maybe it'll start a movement to like change the laws. Let's hope. Um, so that was eye opening. But the rest of the craziness. I mean, it's just such a train wreck that is a great distraction, you know. <laughs> right. But I think it, it goes to show you what people are capable of in <laughs> None of these people are operating with any kind of license. Oh, and no, they no. show up, buy a piece of property, put up cages, have daggum animals. Yeah. The local authorities think they're legit. Yeah. There's no damn paperwork for hey, having a zoo. And I these guys are just operating. The dot guy, you know, the one yeah. uh, that has all the wives and everything. Yeah. And Myrtle I, it, Beach. it turns out he applied in my county. I live in a little county outside uh-huh. of Nashville. He tried a couple of years ago to open up a zoo in my county, in this little <laughs> tiny, and they turned him down because, I mean, for probably obvious reasons. Um, but I'm like, oh, man, could you imagine if this was, like, filmed in my backyard? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is just pure craziness. And I got to ask, did Carol Baskin feed her husband to the tiger, bud? You know, I don't want to do slander or libel or whatever that's called. Um, how could I answer this? Oh, come on. All of America agrees. Even so OJ Simpson agreed. You, I will tell you this, and I believe we're allowed to say it in this fashion. <laughs> that woman knows exactly how to do what you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. If anyone does, she does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. mean, I could probably figure it out. Yeah. But I promise you, she knows. <laughs> she, she got has skills. A <laughs> she has a lifetime of experience with these animals. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, su- such a messed up yeah, everything. Everything's so messed up. But, I mean, I, yeah, unapologetically, I've watched it and enjoyed it and I'm hoping that if anything, this rallies us to do some, you know, changing of laws for the to protect animals. No, <laughs> nothing she said is copyrighted, right? So you can say it. It's like I mean, yeah, sure. Like, hey, all you cute cats. And oh, kittens. hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> yeah, this is Bud and Lauren coming at you. 
Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just it's just so ludicrous and ridiculous that you just can't help but be drawn in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Craziness. Craziness. Yeah, I was a little nervous talking about this subject because I thought, <laughs> you know, people will find out I have a tiger. And, you know, they'll take him. <laughs> they'll take my tiger. Everybody yeah. Googling right now how to buy a tiger. Oh, yeah. crazy I got my, times. I got my stimulus check <laughs> right. early, so I got me a tiger. Got you a tiger, yeah. Half of America's <laughs> fine tigers. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, it is just absolutely ludicrous, which makes me hope that they make more documentaries like this only for the sole reason of, like, I just can't fathom that there's people out there like this. I need to know. Like, I need to know more yeah. <laughs> about the people living this way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I need to know more. Well, so. it's it's worse than that. <laughs> you know, this guy had like 200-something tigers on a quote-unquote private piece of property zoo. Yeah. Okay? He had workers that lived there, and they, they you know, what? I guess you could say he took care of them. I don't know. Yeah. But there's plenty of idiots who have tigers who do not have a zoo they just have (laughs) (laughs) they just have like that is insane tiger on their farm they have like land or a tiger lives in their backyard yeah like that should totally be illegal like i you know i uh i like people having liberties and living the life they want but come on that should should be a line drawn in the sand for some of these (laughs) you remember like uh on the hangover they had like a tiger yes yes so it's just like anyone with a little bit of money can buy one yeah yeah that is crazy to me like things i never really thought about before the documentary that now i'm like (laughs) we should totally like protest and make laws to protect these animals so well how did that guy have an elephant too? I he, I mean just yeah I he, it's not he go he walks down the boat dock with it and he plays with it in the water. Yeah yeah you totally know. nuts totally nuts yeah sorry I've got a kid running in here I'm like making funny faces Bud's probably That's like is right. he having a seizure I'm like telling my kid to go mama's mama's filming a podcast kids trying to get famous <laughs> like the Tiger King. <laughs> oh my gosh so uh yeah i mean you know and i know a lot of people are like dead set like i will not watch that trash tv uh no, but I, I, will. Admit it, I will i will totally I will watch, watch it, it. Yes. <laughs> i mean i got you know i Can will I totally tell you watch it yeah tell here, me bud here, here's the deal i believe this is true 100 percent true i think the people that identify the most with one of these you know really trashy type shows <laughs> they're the ones who are scared of it because they know it's they're so similar they're scared of it <laughs> they don't and, want somebody making a documentary yeah, they thought they thought that they that they out outlived that or outgrew that part of their life you know they came from like trashy roots and they think they're better than that but you know me i'm i'm just like you know i probably have some similarities to that yeah and it doesn't it doesn't scare me at all you know i can <laughs> hey bud all i know is that we've got to really up the ante on some of our trail shenanigans if we're gonna even come close to competing with tiger king <laughs> yeah i was thinking like, that we were doing crazy shit <laughs> i i could totally understand people having like you know crazy ass lifestyle stuff but these yeah. bastards were shooting guns all over the place <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean running for president and governor chew on top of it it just cracks me up i mean it just 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's what we needed, the great distraction, and maybe some good will come out of it with new laws to protect the animals. Let's we can only hope, uh, you know. Oh, would I you, don't know. Would you ever make like a like a, a record a music video where you were like dissing somebody <laughs> or you were like <laughs> singing no, about your lover kinda, or something but i kind of want to now like i kind of <laughs> feel like i need to i don't know i i feel like i need to you know up my game i don't know yeah oh so funny okay so here's what oh, i need ha- i'll ask you this oh, yeah have, have you ever not happy birthday or anything like that but have okay. you ever sang sang to somebody not a baby but oh. a person Serenated I sing to, to babies and kids, but no, I right. have the worst singing voice. You just have no idea. Like it would, yeah, no, 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 not me. But I would lip sync and maybe film a video yeah. about okay. how much I love trails. <laughs> Who would you get? What famous singer would you get to do your your voice? Oh, I'd probably do Pink just because everybody's like, I'm okay, like her doppelganger. Like her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would totally get Pink to be my, you know, voice. <laughs> Maybe so I can get her to write a song oh about God. her love of trail running, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the love of mountains. What is it? A woman saw a mountain and the mountain saw a, <laughs> a woman or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I'll have to write a letter to Pink, put it on my to do list tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, know uh, who I, you know who I really like? Who's that? And don't, um, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. You ever listen so to Tony who, Bennett? Yeah, so that's going to be your voice if you do some lip singing. Uh, I think so. <laughs> uh, no, okay, okay. Here's another question. So this is what they did on the follow-up, uh, Tiger King. They asked the, the people uh, who they would want to portray them in a Hollywood version. Yeah. yeah so yeah. who would you want to portray you if we had a Hollywood version of the, you know, Lauren and Bud Runs Wild? So I kind of feel... Like, I, I wish he was a little bit taller because I know I struggle <laughs> with that. I wish I was a little bit taller, but I, I would think it would have to be Tom Cruise, and I think he would have to have a beard. But <laughs> I know he's crazy as hell. He is. But, he's a little right. out there. <laughs> but he's fit, and yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think uh, if yeah. they could somehow pair him, like if they took the the Lauren version and made her a little bit shorter. <laughs> Uh-huh. That way, the proportion of us together, <laughs> we look normal. <laughs> so, so, okay, if that's true, so who would play me? I don't even know. Uh, Maybe like a Reese Witherspoon. She's got a southern, natural southern accent. She's like from Nashville, right? Uh, yeah, you know, know she came to Chattanooga and filmed at the little train station we had. Oh, really? There. Yeah, and yeah. Only, so. only the blacksmiths had the key. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe Reese, if you're out there. Hey Reese, if you're listening, I mean, if you want to jump on this deal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, bud. So um, I've had so much fun talking tonight about just funny things and trails. Yeah. And I can't wait to open up. So here's what I need you to do. Wait, can I get I... a taller, taller? I need Keanu Reese. Okay. That... Okay, that works. That'd be Keanu better. Keanu and Reese. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That would fit. That's that's a good fit. Okay, bud. So, so wait, they're they're taller and better looking than we are. Well, I mean, maybe. No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I 
wouldn't go that far, bud. Oh, so here's what I need you to do before the next podcast. You've got to one, finish that final new episode released of Tiger King. Uh, And two, you've got to do this handstand t-shirt challenge. Okay. And show us, okay? So we can post both of our videos, like, on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, and we'll we'll see who uh, did it more gracefully. Probably you. <laughs> mine was mine was awful. <laughs> uh, and then so you'll if, you'll see all my back muscles and stuff. That's right. Just flex for us, really good. Okay, uh, but suck it in, you know. Uh, and <laughs> and if the parks open on the fifteenth, if I mean, let's just let's do it. You go to a part. I'm going to go to a part. We're going to hit the trails. I'll go at sunrise if I need to or after dark uh, to avoid crowds. And let's hit some some dirt as soon as we can. Oh, I'm, <laughs> Even if I'm totally ready. I'm totally ready. <laughs> okay. Hey, let me ask yeah. you this. Sure. Do you ever, you use that program, All Trails? I, I have. Yeah, I, I don't use it all the time, but I, I do look things up on it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm constantly making maps on there and stuff. Uh-huh. But there's all kinds of trails that I've been searching for, and they're outside of the state. Oh, park, I remember you saying and, that. Yeah. And I'm looking, but these things are on private property. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like, sure why how are they, that works. Why are they on that app? I don't know. I'm not sure how all of that works. Like, if it falls on private property, but they somebody's put them in a segment. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't really know. know how it works. Yeah, I got to show Jim those because some of that uh, region you showed me the maps. He is familiar with it being a paddler. He's a whitewater kayaker and has yeah. to access trails and stuff. I still need to show him that and see what yeah. he thinks. Yeah. So paddlers may go really sketchy mm-hmm. places. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, they do. And, and sometimes it's private property where they have to get yeah. permission to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it is. Um, I know there's, there's cases like that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how that works. Something to investigate know. for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, you awesome. know, I, I spoke to Jim today. He was my oh, yeah. truck, Toyota <laughs> truck expert. Yeah. My wheel bearings are going out. Uh, yeah. So I got to deal with that tomorrow. Oh, fun, fun, fun. It's all right. Get it it's fixed right. before adventure get it time. That's right. I know. Yeah. Uh, okay, bud. Well, and you know, if my 100 miler is not canceled in October, I'm doing the No Business 100. Uh, we're going to take that adventure van and have a big old party mm-hmm. up there. So you are invited for sure. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. So let's, let's hope for the best. Fingers crossed. All right. We're okay, but yeah, my, my phone's about to go dead. Every time we podcast, it just sucks the battery out. So it's like telling me, tick tock, tick tock. Now I got to go find some trash TV to watch, you know. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, uh, the, Trolls uh, World Tour. Movie. I have not yet. My kids want right, to, so I favorite. thought we'll rent it. Okay, I love it. okay it's nonstop, we'll nonstop music. Awesome, my kids. Will it's like crazy. It. Okay, so everybody, go watch the trolls. Do the handstand T-shirt challenge. If you do, we want to see it. Post it on our Facebook page, and uh, also tell us the first thing you're planning on doing, all you listeners. What are you going to do as soon as all the restrictions are lifted? Because we want to know. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, bud. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya.